Hello, welcome to Some Pros in a Poem, my podcast of sorts, where I discuss what I'm reading, what I'm writing, and I'll read a little poem or two in between or at the end. So today I'm talking about darkness. So the title of this discussion will be Shadow Work, Enter the Darkness. And I actually think I'm gonna write a poem about this later on, but this weekend on the Eastern part of the United States, we'll be falling back or we'll be setting our clocks back one hour. And it's already beginning to get darker earlier. And some of us are really feeling it. Some of us have um, issues with getting, <laughs> it getting darker a lot sooner. And that hour really does something. So by the time we arrive around Christmas, the holiday, um, the, the winter solstice in particular, it is really where we have the most darkness and the least amount of light here. Um, and in most of the country, I think there's a there are a few states that don't actually fall back. They just stay in daylight savings time. And so I'd like to begin my discussion with a poem from Wee Moon called Dark is the Shadow. When the moon eclipses the sun, be there for it. Seek it. Go wherever it takes you. Hurry. Pay whatever is required to go into the dark, to see the light only visible from the shadow. Accept and claim its alien gifts rushing in for you. Only now. Only now. Upheaval is but another word for change. And that's actually an excerpt from a writing from Rachel Krieger Island in 2020. There's a wonderful art in the Wee Moon calendar that is called Shadow Work, and it's beautiful. Um, it starts off with a new moon in Scorpio, and the art piece is called Persephone by Megan Welty, I believe, from 2015. Um, I'm doing a video as well as audio for this. And so I don't know if I'm going to actually post the video in anywhere. I might post it on YouTube or Substack. Substack is still in beta testing, I believe, for the video. So there's some little kinks they're working out. But this is a beautiful illustration um, in the book. And so I just wanted to show that and talk about Persephone. And if you know that there's a myth with Persephone going down into the underworld, down into the darkness. Um, and historically, particularly in this country, in the United States, dark or darkness has been perceived with something being bad. Some people say, oh, the blackness, the darkness. And so um, these things have been racialized and, and used in a negative way. Um, you know, but we really should think of darkness as necessary because without darkness, you wouldn't see the light. So if you take in the idea of yin and yang and how there's a little bit of light or in the yang and there's a little bit of dark in the yin, that there's a balance uh, with these energies as we, we call positive and negative energies, but also a balance in the lightness and the darkness so the earth does that balancing. And because I love nature and I love the earth and um, 
I have sometimes issues with this time of the year, what came at the exact right time was my new um, Parabola magazine, Parabola, The Search for Meaning. And this book, uh, this magazine is the winter 2022 uh, magazine. And it is titled, well, the theme is darkness and light. And this was a really good issue. All of them are really good. Um, sometimes I have issues with how things are written as they relate to what's going on in the world, as it relates to the upheaval, the racism, the sexism, the xenophobia that we're all palpably experiencing, no matter what our beliefs are. It's, it, it, we're experiencing it in our bodies more than just our language and our thoughts and our beliefs. It's these things are landing in our bodies. And so there are a few good articles. One of them speaks to the yin and the yang. And I'm really not going to talk too much about that. What I was interested in mostly, or what's resonating with me at this moment in time, as we approach this weekend and us having to set our clocks back, was the discussion about dark energy or space really. And so I am looking for that that page now, but it's it's called A Runaway Universe, The Mysteries of Dark Energy and Dark Matter. And so they have pictures of NASA and I follow NASA, I, I follow them because they have the Hubble telescope and the Webb telescope. And I just think it's miraculous that this universe is expanding at such a rapid rate. And in fact, more quickly, more rapidly than even the scientists had predicted. It's just, it's miraculous how it's growing consistently. And there are many theories about dark matter and dark energy. Um, and in this way, dark, the term dark is used for a placeholder for the unknown. And so that's the mystery that we're speaking to, the mysteries of the darkness. And they often believe that, you know, as we experience Samhain or All Hallows' Eve or the Day of the Dead or Halloween and moving into this time of darkness, that things are hidden, things are unknown. That's the whole mystery. You know, these this enigmatic time where we can explore our own shadow and do our own shadow work really going in, right? This is the time for hibernation and drawing inward, really focusing on the work that we have to do within ourselves. And so I thought it was interesting to start with kind of this universal view of what I believe is so profound and where science and spirituality often coincide or commingle. So dark energy is really any gravity pushing objects apart rather than pulling them together. So 68% of the universe's contents is dark energy. And this was something that I believe was discovered in the 1990s, some scientists discovered it. Dark matter, is, well, okay, so there's stars, 
there's there's stars and then there's galaxies and then there's clusters of galaxies. And so the Hubble and Webb telescopes have shown us some gorgeous pictures of how these clusters of light in the in, in galaxies can be seen light years away. Um, so the gravity is the glue that holds those stars, galaxies, and clusters of galaxies together, as I understand it. So there's lots of material in these clusters. Um, that scientists can see and they can detect, not with the open eye, but often have to use some kind of X-ray technology to be able to see these, this material, these clusters. What they can't see is called dark matter. So in this way, dark means the enigmatic, the mysterious, the unknown, which I, that is the real meaning actually of it. That's what it means. And so often times, you know, Muslims, for instance, will meditate in the evening. You know, there's something to be received in the darkness. What messages can you receive? What prayers can you invoke in this space of mystery? And that's what I believe we are getting geared up for, like this energy around even with all of our stress, anxiety, this time of this election cycle, this time of, for some of us, seasonal affective disorder or sad, I wonder if we can sit with it and unpack it while we take care of ourselves in whatever way we need to, whether that be therapy, whether that be mindfulness practices or meditation or some other type of contemplative practice, dance, yoga, somatics, whatever that is for us, can we explore that to take care of ourselves during this time and also use this time of mystery as one of an unfolding? How can we sit with the unfolding in the space of darkness? How can we fully receive that. I realized last night as I was laying there, I think my neighbors have, I'm talking about high beam lights on their front house. And I'm like, they are two houses down. How can I notice that? Because before it was almost pitch black. I mean, there there's a couple of street lights, but it was almost pitch black. And I sleep with an eye mask because I actually sleep better with the the the, the pitch black, the darkness. Uh, and sometimes earplugs. I wanted. I, I love the silence and I love the darkness in that way to sleep because it it creates an environment of a, a cocooning for me. I feel and that helps me get to sleep. And so I wonder in what ways can you? Here's an inquiry for you. Can you unpack the unknown? Can you, as you do your own shadow work during this time? enter the darkness. And then once you enter the darkness, what has been revealed to you? Or what can you allow to be revealed to you? And so I'll wrap this discussion up with another poem from We Moon. Megan Welty. So I guess she wrote this poem to go with her artwork. And the poem is called 
solace. Persephone is all around us now. Her velvet darkness envelops the harvest moon, round and red from western winds that are choked with smoke. She is a primordial fortress with many, many doors, all ajar, through which the deepest, oldest currents flow. Grief has a gravity all its own that causes us to descend into the dark undercurrents of her shoreless rivers, her endless tears, from which all our living roots drink. There may have been many sorrows, many lifetimes of sorrows, but now she grieves at the altar of mass extinction with the names of the lost written in braille upon her skin as the songs of the wind while world laps into silence. Her pomegranate heart does not break. It softens and splits, seeding the dark with a choir of stars. All her great waters are whispering, Shh. haunting us with the memory of the womb, healing us with the memory of the womb, even as we carve runes of shame into the soft underbelly of the world, desperately trying to mark our place in time without realizing that we are already guests standing before her open doors, receiving her unending solace. Thank you for listening and joining me. Thank you for subscribing to Substack. I really appreciate all of you. If you're here for free, consider a paid membership. You get a little bit extra, but you're also supporting me in the work that I do. So thank you all. I'm truly grateful for this space.